0: On today's episode, we talk with Jessica from the blog Beyond Our Money. This is a great episode if you are the type of person that always gets to January and wonder, oh my gosh, why did I spend that much during the holidays? This episode is full of great tips on how to budget, how to budget for baking, how to budget for gifts, and more, Jessica even is providing us with holiday budget planner. So stick around to the end. We're gonna talk about that and we're gonna give you the link for that planner so you can go into the holidays this year enjoying it, not sacrificing your lifestyle, but still being mindful about where your money is being spent. Hello, and welcome to the Bull of Life podcast with your hosts, Joe and Sarah Hayes. We are so glad you are here with us today talking about food, faith, and family, And how each of those topics impact our everyday life. The purpose of this podcast is to provide you with the inspiration to live your life more abundantly.
1: On this podcast, we will talk openly about what we consume.
0: Whether that means what goes on our plate and in our mouths.
1: Or what we see, hear, and listen to, and how that can change our mindset for the day.
0: We truly believe life is a journey.
1: And that is full of lessons for each and every one of us to apply if we can get quiet and
0: listen. We are so glad we get to experience this life journey together with you. So, hey, go grab a spoon. Or a fork. And let's go. Hello, and welcome back once again to the Bowl of Life podcast. On today's episode, we are going to talk about something that impacts all the things in our life. Money. It impacts our food buying choices. It impacts the relationship with our family, our spouse. And I can think of many times it has impacted my faith, both in times of plenty and in times of need. Today, we're going to talk about how to save money, but not sacrifice your lifestyle during the holiday season. This holiday season might look a little bit differently for some of us, depending on what state you're in. But I think we all can agree that we're still going to spend money and maybe even more so this year because we're like, oh, we got to like make up for everything that's going on in the world. So Jessica, welcome to the podcast. You have the blog Beyond Our Money. You're such a great mentor in the money space. So let's dive in to talk about this sensitive podcast. First off, though, why don't you tell us a little bit... About yourself and why you even started the blog Beyond Our Money.
1: Yeah. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me. I'm really glad to be here today. On um, my blog, Beyond Our Money, I write about personal finance and how to money- manage money without frustration and sacrificing things that you love. Often, this includes topics like managing money with a partner, budgeting. Saving, setting goals, getting your goals, and of course, enjoying the money that you have and that you've worked so hard for. I found that a lot of people really struggle with creating financial plans that work for them and really allows them to live beyond the day to day money management challenges, including myself. Uh, So that's kind of why I got inspired to create this blog. And as you say, start mentoring others on this. I really started diving into personal finance when I was laid off twice in one year, once while I was pregnant, and then shortly after I had my first son, I found myself with a a one-and-a-half-month-old, and we had no savings. We were newlyweds, and we were not quite sure what to do. So I started doing some research, digging into personal finance, and I found out about something called the FIRE movement, which is financial independence, retire early. Basically, this is the idea that you can set up your finances so that you don't have to rely solely on your job. And of course, as you can imagine, me going through two layoffs, having a baby, and no savings, this sounded very good. So, very, very yeah. healing. Yeah, so I started digging into that, set a goal. And um, as I learned more and more, I found that I could be communicating better with my partner about money, we could be budgeting better, we could be looking for more opportunities for savings. And I also found that along the way, I really wanted to enjoy the process between where we were at and where we're at now and then trying to reach our goals. So we didn't want to sacrifice too many of the things that we enjoy, like the holiday season.
0: Yeah, that's so true. I mean, money is can be so frustrating, mm-hmm. you know, whether you have a lot or you don't have a lot, you know, I mean, are, you know, I think. Americans especially, and I don't want to, you know, put a blanket statement out there because obviously this doesn't categorize everybody, but for a lot of us, we live paycheck to paycheck. Mm -hmm. And that's a bit scary, especially uh, like what you said, like when you're um, thinking about um, your retirement someday, are you thinking about holidays? Are you thinking about someone's upcoming birthday? Or, you know, I mean, living paycheck to paycheck doesn't include those special things and so it can be really hard to figure out like well how am I going to pay for that and then you know on the flip side of it you know you go out and you spend that money anyways then you don't have a way to pay it off and then you end up in debt and You know, we'd all like to think that we could just take those bills when they come and rip them up or whatever, but they're still going to keep coming. (laughs) They're still (laughs) there. Um, So it's a huge part of our, you know, um, just day to day. So today we're specifically talking about the holidays and how we can save money for the holidays. During the holidays, because like you said, you know the point, you know, in life is to enjoy it, and with enjoying it comes spending money. And while this year maybe we aren't like spending money on like traveling or plane tickets or stuff like that, we're still spending money. <laughs> yep, yep. It's like my Amazon guy can attest to that. He comes every other day, and. Uh, same. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so let's go over some tips um, you know, on how to save money while not sacrificing our lifestyle during what we would consider this joyous season because we don't want the financial thing to be um that thing that ruins our season as as well, right? For sure. Yeah,
1: I think that my goal for myself and just for anyone is that. You can get through this season and start January without stress about money. You could just look back, reflect, and think about the happy memories that you have, which are going to be more important than ever, especially given our current climate, and that you're starting January and you're okay financially.
0: Right. Rather than staring at a pile of overdue credit card bills and thinking, oh my gosh, what am I going to do now? and you know, and, you know, we talk a lot about health on the blog and all that stuff. And when you're stressed about money, that kind of impacts your health in all sorts of negative ways. <laughs> and I would say that none of us want um, to be in that position ever, but especially this year when we're trying to be really healthy so we don't kiss sick, (laughs) and it's just natural you know when you're stressed out whether it's about money or something else you kind of your immune system starts reacting all all crazy like so let's uh let's talk about because you're really good at this and that's why i want to do on the podcast you're really great because you've been through it yourself you know um and I think that's always key because we always want to learn from somebody who's kind of been there, done that, this is what worked. You know, I mean, <laughs> that's why, you know, you could go to like somebody who maybe has, you know, like, you know, you and I were talking earlier about like, well, there's this person up there that has this master's in finance or something, but you know, they, they haven't maybe even been through the situation So it's always better, I think, to hear from someone who's been there, done that. Let's hear your story. Let's get the best tips on how you did it because it's going to be more practical and useful for me to learn from that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I hope so. I hope
1: this is helpful and definitely have been there, whether it's blowing all of our savings on our wedding and not thinking ahead about what's next or just I, gift giving is my love language. And if I'm left unchecked, I will spend so much money on buying gifts for my whole family, friends. I'll think about, oh yeah, there's that person I know at work that I had lunch with one time. Maybe they want to have a gift. I, I love to buy gifts. And so it's gotten me in trouble in the past. And I think that that has given me some motivation to sit down and do some planning and think about, okay, how can I still enjoy giving gifts or everything else that I enjoy about the holidays and and stay within a budget or at least have some kind of financial plan. Uh, yeah. So that's, that. I've been through it. And my first tip would be to think about what are those things that really give you joy during this season? And I know that's going to look different this year. So really try to think what are the things that you could do this year? The, the activities, um, baking cookies, watching holiday films, giving gifts, sending cards, what are the things that you're really, really looking forward to and going to find joy in? And make a list of that and try to put a star next to maybe like the top three things. Um, and that's that's where I, I try to start and use that as a guide as I'm building out my budget.
0: Oh, I really like that. So what goes on your list as the top things that bring you joy during this season? Uh, so like I mentioned,
1: I, I love giving gifts. So that's definitely on uh, my, my number one thing. Um, that's big for me. I also like mailing holiday cards. We usually take family photos around this time. And I like to put those together in holiday cards. And so those are my top two things. And then the third thing is I love I love all of the cheesy Hallmark movies. I <laughs> I can't get enough of those. So I, I love to start watching those and spend time once a week or a couple times a week sitting down and watching those and then the classic holiday movies with the kids and my kids are kind of well, my oldest is four years old and he's now sitting through shorter movies, but we're starting to do some of that. And so I, I really enjoy that time.
0: What about oh, you? Cute. What do you like? Yeah, you know, um, I I think I used to be more of a gift giver, but that's not not really what mm-hmm. we could, I would consider my love language. Obviously, cooking food um and hospitality, those are huge um love languages for me. So I love baking. I love gifting food. I, you know, and such a bummer this year not to be able to host some Mm -hmm. family gatherings to just cook all day in the kitchen for people. Um, But that's definitely up high on my list. And, you know, that stuff, you know, and goes through my mind, you know, you need to budget for that too, because... Mm -hmm those ingredients aren't so cheap at the store. Once, you know, you could go to the store and blow your whole food budget just on buying specialty baking items to do during the season.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Very true. Very, very true.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's definitely high up on my list. Um, watching the holiday movies I've already started and this year, um, scored a little deal from Verizon and you'll like this because uh, you know, the whole saving money thing. But so I scored like a six month deal. I changed my Verizon plan around so we can also get Hulu and Disney Plus for oh. free. So that's just opened a whole nother world of holiday movies. That's awesome. I have to look into that. That's really cool. Yeah, for sure. Um it's a special deal through through Verizon and you get it for like six months. So it's not just like thirty days or something like that. Um so, yeah. So if you do get the Disney or if you have Disney Plus, I would definitely recommend the short film called Prep and Landing for your kiddo. Um, my kids liked it when they were young. It's super cute. Just everybody out there needs to go watch it. Even adults will think it's super cute. It's about these little elves who prep the house for Santa. and it's Aw, that sounds sweet yeah, super cute. ok. So our first tip here for budgeting for the holidays without sacrificing your lifestyle because we, like we said, we don't want to sacrifice you know buying the gifts, even if it's just for, you know, ups delivery driver you know um leaving a gift card for him or something yeah. so we don't want to sacrifice doing those things that make us happy um to give joy to other people as well so like a double actually give joy to us give joy to other people yeah <laughs> and you know we don't wanna sacrifice our baking in the kitchen you know those good memories we don't want to sacrifice you know the extra expenditure on um watching holiday movies. So we're not going to give up our either streaming apps or cable. So definitely, I think that's great. Make a list. Um, Now, what if your list included like 10 things, which I know we can go overboard at the holidays. Would you say, okay, just, you know, do the top three, like cross the rest out and like maybe mentally cross them or not mentally, actually physically cross them out. So you know, like, okay, those I'm not going to invest my money in.
1: Yeah. It, what I would do is just like you're saying, rank the the things on your list. So if you had to rank them from one to 10, where one's the the thing that brings you the most joy, what would you put in that slot and work your way down? And maybe the top three things are where you kind of go all out this year. And then as you're working down the list, you can find easy swaps for savings uh, options. So for example, I said, I like to mail cards. Um, That's not top on my husband's list though, to mail cards. And so (laughs) if he was making this list, he might say, let's do e-cards instead of mailed cards. It's still the same effect. We're still keeping in contact with friends and family, but we don't have to mail a card and actually mailed cards cost a lot of money. So as you're working down the list, ask yourself, okay, is there something like a more budget-friendly thing I could do instead of? Instead of wrapping our gifts in gift wrap, maybe we could use construction paper and the kids can kind of color on the construction paper and we have DIY wrapping paper. And that actually can save quite a bit of money. Um, Gift paper adds up. And so just kind of working your way down there. And then while you put in the number 10 slot, yeah, ask yourself, is this something that I need to do this year? Is this something I need to spend money on? Am I going to feel just as good at the end of the holidays, if I skipped this or found a way to do it for free. And then ask yourself about number nine slot and number eight. And then you'll start to feel out the list of where you want to put more of your money and then where you want to put less and less.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. I love that. I love that idea because actually some of the stuff you might put on your list might be stuff that you might realize that maybe it was just like a tradition that you're putting it on the list, like something your mom did. Mm -hmm. and. That's not even something you really liked, but you just keep doing it because it's just what you've always done.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, for example, my family—we hadn't actually ever done a Christmas dinner. We, my parents, always got us boxed frozen pizza for Christmas, which as a ah. kid I thought was awesome, and now as an adult, I'm like, oh, that was just smart. Uh, But then (laughs) we started doing these Christmas dinners. And as I'm thinking about it this year, I'm like, do I really need to have a whole Christmas dinner? Or could I do something easy for my family and the kids on Christmas Day when we already have a lot of other things going on? And maybe I'll swap that out for something else. But we might have a dinner, nicer dinner, maybe New Year's or early January. So finding little areas like that, just like you're saying, if it's a tradition, is this something that we need to do or or maybe not?
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that. So you have your list, you have maybe, you know, you've determined, okay, there are like five things that I really want to do. So... The next tip you have is to make a budget and create a plan. So, how okay, this is helpful for me because uh don't 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 hate me when I say this. I am not a budgeter and I don't budget. Like I'm so bad at that. That's okay. <laughs> like I don't even know. Maybe my husband has an idea and writes this stuff down. He probably does. Um but I don't. So how do we even go about starting to make the budget for the for the five things? Is it on a spreadsheet? Is it on like, how do we go about doing that? That's totally okay. I was not a budgeter
1: before. And so I got in trouble uh, enough times that I decided I need to have figured this out. You can do a I do a spreadsheet, you could make a list, you could just put some notes together, however, is going to keep you organized. So what I want you to do if you picked your top three, four things, whatever you've decided you're going to spend money on, ask yourself for so if, if you're looking at baking, what's, what's a reasonable amount that you're willing and able to spend on baking? And just make it a ballpark figure. Mm. We don't have to be super specific. This is just the planning phase. So you might say, here's some money here. How much am I going to spend on gifts? How much do I think I'll spend on on uh i don't know buying clothes or decorations for the holidays and so you can start to see the numbers and then when you Mm. put a number next to each category look at the total and say is this something that i'm willing and able to spend this holiday season if the answer is yes awesome you can move on to the next step if it's no then that's okay we're still in the planning phase and we can still kind of modify the numbers a little bit and maybe go back through the exercise is this something that really brings me joy am i going to feel good about spending this money Maybe not. Maybe I can take a little bit from that category and add it to this category and just kind of work it through until you get to a number that you feel reasonably happy with. We're going to continue to refine your budget. So you don't have, it doesn't have to be perfect at this stage. It just gives you that ballpark estimate of your budget.
0: Okay, cool. And then when you start buying stuff, do you go back and mark it down? Like, this is what I spent. Um. Yeah, oh, that seems like a lot of tracking. Even though, like, <laughs> pra- you know, in my practical mind, I'm like, I'm like, yes, this is what you should probably do. Is that is that what you do? Like, go back and say, okay, I budgeted fifty dollars on um cards. Mm-hmm. You know, I actually scored a great deal, it and actually, ended only spending forty dollars. Yeah, so I'm gonna give you two options here. I. I've become pretty meticulous.
1: And I like to make a list beforehand before shopping. So I like to say, okay, for gifts, I'm going to buy for I've got three younger sisters, they've got partners, they've got kit, you know, like, I make a list of everybody and how much I want to allocate. That's pretty, like, like you're saying, so it gets pretty detailed. So if you're that kind of person, go ahead and do that, figure out what meals are you going to cook, what you might cook for those meals, and how much you might spend, you can start to dive into the specifics and look at that and use that as your guide as you're shopping. If you're not, then that's okay too. You've figured out, hey, I'm going to spend $50 on cards. Now you go out and shop and you buy your cards and you limit yourself to the $50. If you hit $50, great job. If you come in under and you spent $40 on cards and now you've got $10 left over, you can pocket that or you can reallocate it to a different area. Maybe now you'll spend 10 extra dollars on decorations or something. And Mm. so just keep using that. Um as your guide and your financial plan going into your shopping, either decide up front or as you're shopping, adjust your budget. But you just really want to stay within that initial number that you said, yes, I'm willing to spend this. Yes, I'm able to spend that.
0: Right. And so would you even maybe categorize the different budget like things like Okay. So here's my category for food. Here's my category for decorations. Here's my category for gifts. Um, Kind of even divide it up that way. Is that a good idea?
1: Yep. I would do that. I would divide it into those categories and you can subdivide those categories as much as you want, depending on the type of budgeter that you are, if you like to get into the fine details. So if we want to talk about cooking, you might say Thanksgiving dinner, I'm going to, to make dinner and then I'm going to plan for cookie decorations that's another category under holiday baking and then there's Christmas dinner and then there maybe there's a birthday in between and so you might drill down even more and categorize or you might just say cooking and uh every time I'm shopping I'm going to add something to that list and just keep a, a running tally and readjust as as I need to
0: Mm, yeah, that's just so good and gives me all sorts of ideas <laughs> here that I can pass on to my husband <laughs> to budget more. Now, are there any, um, do you know offhand, is there like some fun budgeting apps that you could even like maybe, I don't know, scan your receipt when you're out shopping and it just makes it super easy?
1: Ah, for well, so scanning the receipt reminds me of there's this app called Ibotta. It's not a budgeting app, but it will help you get cash back and you can scan your receipts and they find Coupons and deals for cash back. I actually saw recently somebody mentioned about getting food for Thanksgiving and getting a bunch of deals on there. I oh, for what, um, was that, what was it called again? Ibotta. I b o t t a. Oh yeah. yeah. Ibotta, okay.
0: Yes, we will link this in the show note. Ibotta. I think uh, checkout fifty one is another one as well. That ah, that's okay. That cool, yeah, same way. Yeah, yeah, and
1: then for um, budgeting, I actually use my bank. I think. I uh, would encourage everyone to check their bank and see if it has a budgeting option and, and a way to categorize your expenses. And then you can just do it right in your transactions, kind of oh, tag so transactions. Nice. Yeah. So try that. Um, the other thing is I um, will have a workbook that will go through these steps that I'll send you a link to, um, but it'll be at beyondourmoney.com slash bowl of life. And your listeners can go there and, and have like an actual workbook to track these things there.
0: Oh, very cool. Okay. Yeah. So we'll for sure link that all in the show notes because, you know, we all just, we want our, we want to not to be stressful during the holiday season. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, and I feel like I've said this every year during the holidays, like, man, I feel like I'm just spend the money. Like, I'm just spend the money. And, you know, you're trying not to, like, say that maybe in front of your kids or something because you're, like, don't want them to start associating, like, well, Christmas is too expensive or something. Mm-hmm. But, like, you just can't help but feel like, oh, my gosh, I just, like, money's just going out the door and... You know, like you said, you don't want to get to January and feel like just oh, like that pressure of now I got to pay it all back. So yeah, um, definitely, you know, making a list, making a budget, creating the plan, figuring out the specifics, um, and knowing where where to do that at. And I'm glad you mentioned about the bank because that reminded me, um, our ba- our bank does that Huntington, um, mm-hmm. as well. So I'm sure lots of you know major banks do PNC. Um you know, even probably you know smaller banks, but um, anyway, so yeah, that's a great plan. so how do you okay, so say you're the you know financially fiscal one in the family, but your spouse is not they're just like, oh, we got to just buy it all, like this is the time to treat everybody, including myself, so how do you how do you even start to bring up that conversation because that can be scary as well when you're thinking about it, but you know that it's going to be a tricky subject with your spouse.
1: Yes, I I hear this. I live this. This is an ongoing skill that we're building within my house. We, yeah. My partner and I have very different opinions sometimes on what makes sense to spend money on and how much. And I think what's helped us the most is trying to get out early and talking about this. So talking about it at the stage where we're kind of making that budget rather than, Mm. oh, it's a honey, I'm trying to buy this right now (laughs) kind of situation. And then you get the more knee jerk reaction of, oh, you're going to spend how much on what? Um, So trying to talk about it early as possible. I also wrote about this recently on my blog about Tactics for speaking with your partner about a budget and trying to identify exactly what kind of budgeter or, or what kind of response does your partner have to talking about a budget. So when you bring it up, do they act like a cornered animal and they're kind of afraid and they feel very defensive, or maybe you kind of get the the more silent treatment where they're just listening and then they they need some time to process this, or maybe they're more hands on than you. And if that's the case, then you can kind of decide to let them run with it, but figuring out what works best with the two of you and then communicating upfront and keeping that communication going throughout the holidays of here's what we decided on. Yeah, we both feel comfortable on with this. This is why this brings me joy and I want to spend money on it. And then as you're working through it, oh, okay, we've, we've spent this much in this area and this much in the other area. Does it still make sense? Are we still feeling good about this? And being okay with adjusting.
0: Mm, Yeah, that's such a great idea. And I love that tip on assessing your partner's kind of emotions and what they're feeling about that. Because I think no matter what, and I've been thinking about this a lot lately about just, um, it's not even like that limiting belief, but just like the beliefs that were passed down to us Mm -hmm. um, from our parents that we don't even realize kind of are happening. And that includes stuff about money too. Oh yeah. Like, that was passed out, you know, like, so my husband's family were really big savers mm-hmm. and, you know, this is something, you know, and I think saving money is great. Obviously, we're here and talking about it on the podcast, but I'm also a little more of a snap judgment, you know, like, I'll just make quick decisions really fast. Like, yep, let's, let's buy that. Let's mm-hmm. do it. Um, And my husband's not. So this took a while to get used to. Like he's very much like, Well, should we buy the car? Should we not? Should we get it? Should we not? And I find you know, he's getting better at it now. But it's like that's a that's something that's passed down from his parents because I've seen his dad do the exact same thing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of laughing because I'm like your husband.
1: I need a lot of time to mull things over and really do like the research into it. And my husband's like, Oh yeah well, we need to get a new TV. What do you think about getting a new TV? And I'll say, yeah, that might be a good idea. And then next week we have a new TV. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> you need, you need the balance, yeah, right? right, right. Both things there, But you know, when it comes, like, I just love that assessing, like the situation with your spouse, like where, you know, where are these thoughts coming from? You know, mm-hmm. like, Maybe they grew up in a really tight household and there wasn't much at Christmas. And so now that's the reason they're spending a ton because right. they have that fear of, well, or not you not know, fear, that might not be the word, but like, well, I didn't get that as a kid. So now I'm going to make sure not to deprive my kids of that. Yep. Um, and I think a lot of people get stuck in that mode too.
1: Yep. Yeah. And I, I, I totally agree. And I think that most of us don't really know how to manage more. Money with a partner, we're we're figuring it out in real time. And yeah. tensions can get a little bit high, especially during the holiday season, because there, like you're saying, there's so much emotion attached to what we're spending money on. And you think about your childhood, and that definitely impacts how you feel about your experience during these this time of year.
0: Yeah, for sure. Oh man, for sure. So how you know, something else I wanted to ask you about is how this time of year deals are galore, you know, like every email you get is, you know, $5 this or discount here, you know, and how how do we rein in that FOMO mentality of buying at Christmas? Because I think we all kind of I know I get into it, that fear of missing out. Like I'm like, "Oh, it's such a good deal. Oh, it's a it's a lightning deal now on Amazon. I got to get it now if I buy within the next 5 hours." So, you know, we all kind of get stuck in that fear of missing out. When in reality, I, you know, I will laugh at myself because two days before Christmas, you know, you'll get the Shutterfly email. Well, now we'll give you one day shipping for the same exact price or something. (laughs) (laughs) So how do you, how do you rein that in? How do you rein that fear of missing out on something, um, a deal? (laughs) Oh, this is so hard. This
1: is very, very hard. I I struggle with this as well. I try to think about what it is that if this comes on sale, then I give myself permission to act on it. And maybe maybe one of the things that you could do is just to create a little fund of if you know fun money. And and mm. if something comes on sale and it fits within that budget, then you don't it doesn't matter what it is and you can buy it. The oh, other it was a fun money column. Yeah, Yay. yeah a fun money column. So if you see well, I'm kind of laughing because I saw a board game on, on Amazon Lightning deals recently. I said, oh, maybe we should get this board game. And my husband's like, we're not playing the board games we have right now. <laughs> but if it was in that and it fits into the the fun money column, then maybe that's okay. And I don't have to think about it too much. And when it's gone, it's gone. The other thing is just as hard as it is, try to limit the amount that you see those deals. Or if you do see them, remind yourself that it's... This isn't the once and only chance. I think that they're going to come and offer deals again early next year and it's going to come around. And, and if you do slip up, also just remember, give yourself some grace and that's okay too. We're, we're all just learning and we're trying to get better and and that's that's life and that's how we make progress on getting better with our finances as well.
0: Oh, that, that's true. Give ourselves some grace, but I also love the tip on the fun money column. And the money's there until it runs out and then no more grabbing the lightning deal. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, that's it. That's, I think, um, a really good tip because, you know, when you kind of mentally see that, you'd be like, okay, you know, you you wrote it down. You said, this is my money for the fun, mm-hmm. you know, if I want to grab a deal that comes across my email. But then when it's out, it's out. And that gives me like a stop. Yeah. Like, And then, you know, not to say, I mean, but you will, you'll feel guilty then, you know, and maybe that's what you need a little bit, you know, to not get into that mentality of, of buying everything or buying everything for your kids. Cause my gosh, they can see everything this time of year, the YouTube ad galores. And suddenly, you know, last week they wanted you know, Polly Pockets, but this week it's all about, you know, Hatchimals or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you're like, but wait, I already bought
1: all the Polly Pockets. <laughs> yeah, that is so true. My son started like seeding the the thought of Christmas gifts in August.
0: Uh, like, well, they, kids had
1: nothing, nothing better to do, right? I guess so. He's like, Mom, you know, I might want this for Christmas. I said, this is August. We have to think about Christmas already. So that, that, we're... We're early, so my, my son's four. Our daughter's fourteen months. She doesn't have any kind of wish list per se, but yeah. he does. And so we're trying to figure out how we can make sure to rein that in, or just I guess manage expectations of the wish list is not a shopping list. It's it, you know you're going to get some things, you're not going to get all things, and you may get some things that are not on the list. Where mom and dad might experiment and roll the dice and buy you something right. that that you uh, hopefully will like. Um, but I think. I think the big thing here is that I, at least what I see with my son and I would love any tips you have with, uh, since you have older kids, the big thing is that he really wants to be heard and he wants to make sure that mom and dad are acknowledging what he's asking for. And so we started saying, oh, that's a good idea. Let's write that down on the list. And Mm -hmm. so he really likes that. I think he feels, well, he can't write necessarily, but he likes it when we write it down and then he's like, okay, yeah, now this is recorded. Um, and we can go back and look at it. And like you're saying, he, his ch- wishes change from hour to hour almost. So it's, as we get closer to December and actually buying things, we're, we'll check in with him and say like, okay, on the list, what, you know, can we put a star next to the things that you really like? Similar exercise that we did earlier of what, what's going to bring you joy? What do you really, really want? And he'll get pretty specific, like with color and <laughs> size and all of that. And so we're like, okay, if this is what you want, then just know that you can't change it later.
0: Oh, yeah. No, that's so funny that he's already into lists. Cause I swear my son did the same. He does the same thing still. And he started pretty young. And <laughs> he he gets so nitty gritty. It's like it's like, well, Naughty and Poppy can get me this. <laughs> and so and so can get me this. And so and I'm like, whoa, like this is really and my, my daughter's totally opposite. So maybe you can hold out hope for your daughter being like this. She's just like, I'm Not going to put anything because Santa knows what I like and he'll just bring me stuff. He's done that before and he'll continue to do me just stuff I like. Now, is that that
1: harder for you as a parent or you kind of know what she would like?
0: You know, I kind of, you know... I know what she likes, mm-hmm. Um, you know, are all kind of like, you know, ask her brother, like, hey, what's mm-hmm. she been looking at? Do you think, has she mentioned this or, you know, I'll sneak things in there or like, oh, have you, you know, I know that they had this size of this doll, but did you ever, did, did you know that they had this bigger one too? Would that ever be something you'd play with? <laughs> ah, that's smart. That's smart. And no, so you kind of, you know, you get a little creative and you're asking, um, but I would, you know, and I would love to hear your thoughts on this too, because I think a lot of parents get stuck in this mode too. And um, what, you know, I think for myself, I've got caught in the mode of, well, the kids need to have the same amount of presents to open. Mm-hmm. And I don't really think about like how the difference in cost is. I'm just like, well, if they have five, then the other person needs five. And, you know, it's not really the case because the prices can go. So, like, what is just your advice in that? Should you just, like, um, I know have a budget for each kid, but what if you really get into that, like, oh, they have, like, 10 gifts because they were cheaper, and the other one only has, like, four (laughs) <laughs> oh, this is tricky. And I haven't dealt with
1: this as much just because our ki- our youngest is 14 months. So she wouldn't notice if she had one or two. And honestly, she probably just wants the paper in the boxes. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that I think as a kid, and just what I've observed that logistically, the kids do kind of like to open up somewhat of an equitable amount of gifts. And I noticed that they don't like they don't know how much you spent on it, and so um, maybe I would suggest just trying to figure out how to have things be mostly even across the board. I don't know; that's a tricky one. I might have to look into it. What what have you done in the past? Do you usually give out the same number of gifts and try to spend roughly the same on both kids, or how do you do it?
0: Um, when they were little, and I could do that a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, it it does rain true. The older they get, the more expensive stuff they want. (laughs) And so that's hard. So I think, you know, I try to like do, um, you know, if they had like something really big on their list, um, you know, My son's at the age, fortunately, now we can actually have those discussions with him. Like, hey, buddy, if this is what you want, you need to understand you're not going to get much else. Gotcha. Um, But then also at the same time, I'll try to pick up some books that he likes or some smaller things. So, you know, he has other stuff to open. So maybe that's the way to go about it. You know, pick up some smaller stuff that you know they're going to like. Their favorite gum, their favorite Mm. candy, their, you know, favorite pop, you know, like just Smaller stuff that you know they're gonna still think is really like, oh, yes, I get a six pack of pop to myself, no one else can drink it. You know, this never happens, you know, like we don't even drink pop, you know, like so stuff that they're gonna think is cool but doesn't cost you much.
1: That's a good idea. I like that. I can see my son liking that, like, he's very into his apple juice. He
0: would love to have his own (laughs)
1: boxes of apple juice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, it's like stuff, you know, that you aren't necessarily, you aren't going to think of as a gift, but to them, it's cool, you know? So, um, yeah, that, that, that gives
1: me an idea. Actually, maybe, um, what I might try this year and I guess maybe this would work for parents is just maybe wrapping up certain privileges that they don't get all the time. Like my son doesn't get to, um, watch tv you know you can't just watch tv all day like you would like but maybe here's a token for 30 minutes of tv or something like that or i don't know if i want him to stay up later but at certain age maybe like you could stay up later or you know like little coupons like that that might be a way to kind of balance out things
0: right oh i love that um or maybe a coupon for maybe um you know, in our house, we, we don't eat a lot of fast food. So that would be a real treat to be like, here's a coupon for um, some French fries, you yeah. know, yeah. um something fun like that, uh, you know, would really probably get them excited, you know. Yeah. So, oh, I love that idea of, of wrapping up. So, and that could apply, I think, to adults as well, especially mm-hmm. if you're trying to maybe think of gifts in that gift list for like parents or something. Yeah. Um, you know, they have everything and then you feel the pressure that you got to get them this really big gift. But really the gift of time is the most important to like the parental, the older parental grandparent. day.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Actually, my husband and I tried this last year. I saw it on Instagram where I see many great ideas um, of giving each other uh, gifts of time, I guess, essentially. So we both wrote down 15... Um, 15- or we wrote down, I think, 15 things or that we might do for each other, like clean out your car or I will put the kids to bed so you can have an early night in. And then we put it in basically an advent calendar and um, we mixed them up. So he might open one from me one day and I might open one from him the next day. And it would just oh, be cool. these little things. Yeah. And so we could kind of celebrate on the way to Christmas. And he would open it up. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to watch a movie that you want me to watch with you that I otherwise don't want to watch. Um,
0: oh, I love that. Yeah. What a fun tradition.
1: Yeah, that was really fun. But you you could do that with parents as well. Or um, I know one of my sisters would love it if I would clean her car out. And uh, we've both got young kids, so our, our cars are both covered in Cheerios.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, totally understand. That even happens when they're older. Like, oh they knocked my elbow and spilled everything. I'm like, "Uh-huh." Yep. <laughs> yeah, but
1: those are great things that they don't have to cost you anything, just your time. And it's kind of fun to think of, "What would this person like? Like what's something nice I could do for them?"
0: Yeah, and I think it makes it really meaningful to the receiver of that kind of more time thought gift because they know that you actually had to think about stuff that they like or need, you know, when it comes to that, like not just something I could just run out to the store and have a quick fix, you know, type of situation. Here's a pair of socks because, you know, whatever, or maybe a pair of socks would make them happy. And that's a small, you know, um, not big gift. I mean, you know, so yeah, I love that, that, Gift of time gifts are just stuff that is very meaningful. So we've talked about making a list. We've talked about making a budget. We've talked about how you just drill down into the specifics of it. We've talked, you know, all sorts of ways to be creative with gift giving and to deal with maybe fomo when deals come across. But the next one is when should you even start putting away money or even how to start doing that?
1: So, for saving money, the best time is in January. Of course, we're not in January, so ah. that's, <laughs> people listening are probably like, "Okay, thank you, that's not helpful." Um, the best time. So is just, start that this January yeah, for sure. <laughs> this January, start saving. Uh, but this, the next best time is just right now. So, as you're getting a paycheck or if you come across money, just start tucking it away and start start saving it up, and then start looking at your spending habits, kind of it's helpful to kind of review your previous month's bank account um, big statement and your credit card statements and see where you've been saving, spending money. Mm. And then maybe take a highlighter or note areas that maybe i need to buy that. So for example, I usually pick up, I don't know, like one or two things for like hair care products or skincare products. And maybe this next month I don't need, I could stretch it a little bit further and I can find that that's an area to save. And actually move the money that you don't spend into a savings account or something so that you you don't accidentally spend it on something else. Uh, But just Mm. start digging into those little areas of where you might find extra money. The other suggestion I have is try to make a little bit of extra money. One thing I've been doing um, that is actually COVID friendly has been selling my stuff Online, so I've been using mm-hmm. eBay and Facebook Marketplace and um, Craigslist. It's been helping me to declutter. Um, yeah, I'm sure most people are looking around their house and realizing how many things that they have that they don't need. And um,
0: so I've been listening. Well, yeah, especially yeah. as you get more gifts at right. Christmas, you're thinking, "What can I get rid of?" You know, yeah, before I get a bunch more. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so you can list things and now people are happy to pick it up off your front porch and you don't have to have any face-to-face interaction, which is super easy for you and um, easy yeah. for them. And I've, I've been doing that and it's been a way like I'm not getting rich off of it, but it's, it's enough to put a couple extra dollars here and there. And then that that helps add up and really any little bit helps. Uh, so do that. The apps I really like and I talk about these all the time. Uh, my family's probably annoyed of hearing me talk about them, but I love Honey It's a Chrome browser extension. They might have it for other internet um, options, too. But you just install this. And then when you go to checkout, so at Shutterfly, if you're ordering your cards, honey will give you a little pop-up and say, do you want us to try to apply coupons? And you hit OK. And then it automatically does. I use this all the time. I've saved so much money on this.
0: Oh, I love that because I am that type of person that's always like, oh, before I hit checkout Mm -hmm. all the way, let me see. And then I'm like searching and I'm like, oh, my God, 30 minutes later, this wasn't worth it to be searching. I should have just bought the thing. Time is money. Yeah, same. (laughs) But if you just have the Chromex, oh, honey. okay, so that's called honey. Perfect. Honey. So I love it. I've it it really works. I, I've used it a
1: ton. And then the other one I use is Rakuten. So this one's another extension that I, I've installed. And um, if you're not a person that likes to shop on on your computer, you like to shop on your, your phone, what I do is shop on my phone, but then I check out on my computer. So same thing. So you go, mm-hmm. um, you do your shopping, and then um, Rakuten will have this little pop-up and say, for example, I just bought some holiday clothes on Old Navy and Rakuten said, oh, would you like to get 6% cash back? And I hit, Okay. And then they, after you check out, they say, we're going to assess what part of your purchase was eligible for cash back. And then they you get an email saying, well, oh, you got $3 cash back on your purchase, which is great because I was going to buy that anyways. And now I've saved a little bit of money. And then they, I think they mail you a check or send it via PayPal or something like you can suggest. But I love those two things. I use them all the time.
0: Oh wow! So okay, so Rakuten, Rakuten, how do you spell that? R A K U T E N, Rakuten. Oh my gosh! I'm going to start using those immediately. Wow! And they sound like not hard things to do, you know. As well, like right. you don't have to upload your receipt; they just scan it on mat. Oh, like I love that. Like that's like yeah. a just no brainer ways to just earn. And you know, you might think, 3 oh, dollars. Well, three dollars here, three dollars there, three dollars there. That's ten dollars. That's ten dollars on a gift. I was gonna, you know, um, leave a bag of food for the postal workers who do that, you know, big donation every year or something. You know, something. You know, maybe that was on your list that that's something you like to do. And suddenly, well, you had the money to do it and didn't have to worry about that you you shouldn't have done that or something because you know it was just these savings that you just collected just for shopping. (laughs)
1: It really, really adds up. If you think about
0: even 3% of what
1: you might have spent last holiday season, that's, well, at least for me, that's not nothing. <laughs> yeah, It's quite a bit. So it really, really helps out. And those things are, they're easy. You don't have to spend a lot of time. You just click a button and then you get the benefits. So I love those ways to save money. So try to save money, try to earn a little bit of money, downsizing, and then as you're going into the next year, what, I, what I've what i started doing is every paycheck, I just set aside like $20 or $25 for Christmas. And mm. I just I just keep a little running tally of how much I've put into my savings account. My bank actually makes this very easy to label. Um, but just keep a little tally of like, okay, this paycheck, I set aside $20, $25. And it, it's not too much. It doesn't impact my overall monthly experience that much, but it, it does add up by the end of the year. So next year, December, November, you're like, okay, I've put away a good, good amount. Now we're starting in a good place.
0: Right. Yeah. Even if you could only do like $5 and say you got paid every other week or something like that, or even if you were like still paid every other week, but you did $10. So you did $5 every week. Well, you're looking at, you know, 20 bucks a month and then 20 times 12. So you got, you know, you got a little nest egg there that, um, like you said, you didn't even realize that, you know, you weren't missing it, you know, because it was never there. But then at the end of the year, yay, surprise, um, it's there. Yep. Another way, um, that we like to do is, um, check if your credit card has points on it and then connect those points to like Amazon and then you can just easily redeem them right away. Oh, wow, good idea. Yeah, that's great. Um, So we're we're huge fans of that. Um, I know lots of people don't use credit cards, um, but that is one reason we do because Mm -hmm. we get all those points and then we cash them in at the holidays. (laughs) And they go fast. It's sad, but when you see like that, you paid zero. You're like, cool. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, yeah. I love that. So. Awesome. 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 So tell us again, um, where we can find all this information. You mentioned a financial planner as well. What is your website? What is your social handles? All that good stuff. And I'll link it in the show notes, but, um, where can we find you? Yeah. So my website
1: is beyond our And if listeners go to beyond slash bowl of life, I will have my gift guide with gifts under $25, a workbook that just works through the steps we've talked about, as well as my top tips for saving money this holiday season. And then as far as social goes, I'm on Instagram at Mullins Jessica, and I'm also on TikTok if anybody's on TikTok. um, Oh, so fun. (laughs) And my handle there is Miss Jess Thomas, which is my uh, husband's last name.
0: Perfect. Well, we will link all that in the show notes. And thank you for the financial planner. That's going to be so helpful. And at least, you know, I know for myself and I'm sure tons of listeners are in the same boat. We struggle with financial planning. We struggle with just wrapping our minds around it because uh, just money is, ah, can be a tricky subject to talk about, you know, but uh, it's something we all deal with because we have to spend money to get things. So these are great tips on how to save money during the holidays without sacrificing the things that we want to do. So thank you so much for coming on today. This has been so fun. Yeah. Thank you for having me. And the last thing I'll say is I know I listed
1: off a lot of steps and a lot of things to do. And if it feels overwhelming, just just take it really one tip at a time. And even if you make progress in one area, that's a huge win. Don't Don't be too tough on yourself.
0: Yes, progress in one area. So let's go for progress over perfection. I love it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's great chatting with Thanks. you. Yeah.
0: I know I really enjoyed that episode with Jessica, and it really made me think more about how I need to budget better. That is why I am so excited that she has been so gracious to provide all. All of the Bull of Life listeners with a gift guide and holiday budget planner. That's right. This is a holiday gift guide with gifts under $25. So if you're like Jessica and you want to get everyone a gift, head over, get that list. That is for you specifically. If you need to budget better for the holidays, like myself, the holiday budget planner is for you. We're going to link the link to all of that, to those freebies in our show notes. As a reminder, you can find all of our show notes at our sponsored blog, badtothebull.com forward slash 12. Again, that's badtothebull.com forward slash 12. Let us know how the holiday budget is going. I would love to know how you are utilizing Jessica's guide. Find us on social media, at Bad to the Bowl, everywhere on social media. I would love to connect with you.